You're listening to Sailing Into Oblivion Podcast. Welcome aboard, Mighty Sparrow. And uh, on this beautiful August 24th, 2020, it's currently about 92 degrees down below. And the one nice thing with this heat is that uh, up top, you get in that breeze and it feels it feels wonderful. <laughs> Anything you have to do down below, all of a sudden you're just a bag of sweat. And so you pop up on deck, and it's blowing a good 20, 25 knots right now. So cools you right off, but it's uh, about 10 in the morning, 11 in the morning, something like that. And so we're getting to the, the really hot, hot part of the day. But uh, current current position is... Just about 20 degrees north, which puts me about 150 miles away from the Cape Verde Islands. And um, what's my longitude? 26 point or 26 degrees, 23 west. So off the coast of Africa, eyeballing it here, probably five, six hundred miles, something like that. Basically, out in the middle of the ocean. And, uh, like I said, it's blowing about 25. Coming out of the north-northeast, which is perfect. I got the um, staysail pulled out. Still have the full mainsail up because we're, we're surfing a lot of these waves. So our boat speed is, is fluctuating between, you know, five and a half knots and, and eight, nine and a half. So that, that takes a lot of the sting out of... Uh, out of out of the wind and i mean if i were if i were on any other course you know headed into the wind or something i'd probably be down to my second reef something like that who knows but yeah and it's sunny it's definitely hazy over the last couple of days once these uh northeasterlies really kicked in i mean this wind is coming off of basically you know africa the Sahara Desert and all that, and uh, goes over the Canary Islands, and then it hits me. So we're we're slowly getting into the old danger zone here, where the birthplace of hurricanes happens. And with luck, and although looking at the new forecast, I don't, I'm not going to have a whole lot of wind for a few days, so. That's actually kind of good. I'll be able to motor. If I can motor a good 48, 50 hours, I should be able to get rid of, well, not rid of the fuel bladder, but I should be able to basically half the size of it, which means that I can then access my water tanks and stuff like that. Because if I do get uh, down to the doldrums, I want to make sure that I'm ready for a deluge because water's getting a little sparse right now. I probably have 45 gallons, which is definitely a lot, but it has not rained in forever. And I really don't want to get the old pump out, but if I have to, I have to, it's no big deal. I'm pretty sure though, with uh, typically going through a gallon, gallon and a half a day, you know, within the next probably 10 days, I'm going to, 
get some serious rain. So I'd just like to be able to fill the tanks. I know I, I definitely need to make sure I add a little Clorox bleach when uh, catching this, this rain that's coming off Africa because there's all that dust and bacteria in it. But shouldn't be a problem. I, I was smart enough this time to bring one of those Brita filters and basically anything that comes out of the main tanks i filter that and then then i'll i'll put it in you know the smaller little gallon jugs so yeah that's that sort of situation there this morning got up and uh doing my little checks around the boat had two nice little eight inch flying fish brought those down below filleted them up and uh, had those for breakfast this morning. First, first ones of the trip, which is cool. I forgot how good they taste and how easy they are. I mean, you, you literally, you, you cut the wings off, cut the head off, open the belly, pull out the insides, cut the little tail off, and then throw them in the, in the thing. And just a little olive oil and a little Lowry's and tasted delicious. Not a ton of meat by any means, but very very good and good for you i couldn't i didn't see any bits of plastic or anything like that inside their bellies so i think uh i think they're pretty clear but um <clears throat> yeah if the if things calm down a bit and the boat becomes a little more stable because we're rolling pretty heavy um then i'll probably throw the old fishing line out there see if i can get myself a mahi but um i also last night just for a little something different you know I, one of the things that i don't have on board is any sort of cheese normally cheese is a big staple you know out here throw a bunch in the fridge cheese and crackers cheese and this cheese and that i haven't had it in so long but i do have about 10 boxes of you know velveta macaroni and cheese with the uh the cheese the velveta cheese or whatever it is I don't even know. Cracked one of those suckers open. Big thing of crackers. It's basically almost the exact same thing as that spray cheese. It was so good. It tasted delicious. But it's definitely got to be the worst the worst food I've had so far on the trip. I had was really surprised. Cracked into uh, one of the MREs that was labeled beef patty. And this wasn't the, the rib-shaped pork patty that i had on the first trip this was this is like uh i think it's supposed to be like a hamburger but it comes with tortilla two tortilla shells mustard and ketchup and jalapeno cheese spread and i gotta tell you it tasted pretty close to good <laughs> it it wasn't great but i i Definitely, it had the aftertaste of a hamburger, which, you know, I, I rarely eat those on land. But to have one after being out here for like 40 days is pretty cool. So, other than that, it's pretty bland. You know, might have a couple of kind bars in the morning. Drink my little green vegetable juice thing. Can of peaches here, can of ravioli, whatever. It's not... Uh, it's not a crazy awesome diet, but when the seas calm down a little bit and it's a little better for like boiling water and stuff, you know, do some rice. Hopefully if I catch some fish, I'd love to do 
fish tacos because I still have a bunch of packs of these um, tortillas, soft shells, and they expired, you know, a couple weeks ago. But I don't know. I have a feeling those things could probably last for a long time. I don't see any mold. They smell and taste just fine. So not too not too worried about that. And a little little state of the boat address. So things are, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where Sparrow's just she's she's so dialed in at this point. There's just not a lot to do. I mean, I go around and I do my checks, look at all the split pins and all the little joints and screws and everything like that. And I don't know. I mean, it's almost like one of those things where I I'm expecting something to show up, but nothing really does. I mean, Mongo Mongo's definitely a little out of tweak, and I think it has to do with some of the bushings that hold the um, the hydro blade in place, so it thumps and stuff. But other than that, I mean, solid as a rock. Sales are doing great. Right now, with the staysail pulled out, I mean, I, I, I don't touch anything. I, I'm basically just along for the ride at this point. And uh, I, I, I'll pull sails down every once in a while, check for chafe. Not much is going on there. I don't know. It's, um, it's boring, quite frankly. But in a good way. You know, I'd, I'd rather have that than just having problem after problem. But um, engine... Running great, starts up just fine. Running for an hour or so each day if I can. Um, batteries seem to be doing just fine. They by the by the time the sun's you know in the afternoon, we're we're sitting at about 14 volts. I don't know. <clears throat> There's just not a whole lot down below. It's a bit of a different story. It's uh it's getting pretty gross. I'm not gonna lie. There's, you know, bits and pieces of ugh, food, all sorts of weird stuff. And, I mean, I, I wipe a lot of the stuff down, but going in and out from the cockpit, things are salty. The bunk, oh, man. Last time I feel like I was so much better at keeping that bunk salt-free this time I've done a t- terrible <laughs> job. Uh, I changed one of the pillowcases, um, I think yesterday, because it, it was just starting to feel like cardboard. But yeah, the, the top sheet, it's all crusty and none of it's been washed. You know, this is day 40, 42 out here. And I've only taken one shower. I mean, I, I use the baby wipes and stuff all over, but. That's not a real shower. I just can't do that without... I know what... That water's too precious. So at this point, <clears throat> hopping in the bunk is... Uh, it's not great. But it's not terrible either. I mean, I, you know... I try to typically get up an hour or two before sunrise enjoy you know some stars and just not being super crazy hot and then you know have my coffee and all that sort of stuff and then typically read i've been just peeling through books right now i'm reading an old book called sanibel flats 
by Randy Wayne White. Oh, man, so good. I think it's like the fifth or sixth book so far. Probably finish that one either today or tomorrow, and then I just keep moving on. I've got so many on board. Plus, again, I found that Kindle, so. Oh, but I'll tell you what. I had this, this newfangled Kindle Fire thing. And I downloaded about 150 podcasts onto it. And I went to go click in and listen to a podcast yesterday. And it tells me that the app has expired and I need to log on to renew. So I can't access any of those podcasts now. So I lost about a... I mean, I probably listened to half of them, but still I lost a a whole bunch of podcasts because of some stupid renew thing. I I don't know sort of thing makes me mad it's one of the things i don't like about technology but yeah other than that it's it's pretty much pretty much it i mean i guess the only other thing is um the mental state at this point and i'm gonna tell you it's it's a bit dodgy (laughs) it's so different being out here without having or having lost the initial challenge or the initial goal and sort of feeling like I'm stuck out here because one, not a lot of countries are letting people in. Two, hurricane season is upon us. And three, well, I don't know what three is, but basically I feel like I'm stuck out here. And I am stuck out here. It would be it'd be pretty ridiculous to go and and try and sail though I thought about it, sail directly back to either Maine or or, you know, Annapolis or something like that. If I even if I had good winds the whole way, it would still take me about twenty, twenty five days to get there. So you're talking the entire month of September. How many storms would I have to dodge? How many hurricanes would I have to dodge to be able to make it back? And that's the thing. I, you know, I have no want at all to go and dodge (laughs) hurricanes, which I know this was predicted to be a pretty, pretty uh, busy hurricane season. So, again, that sort of leads to, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like this sort of, prison sentence out here for for a bit but i'm trying to like i did on the previous trip focus on each day don't think too far ahead Uh, i know that basically i'm just going to keep going south getting to south atlantic so it'll be about a month or so before i can even start to think about turning around but yeah it's um when I start to, if I let my mind, my mind wander into, okay, in 40 days I'll be able to turn around, and then it'll take me 40 more days to get home. That's 80 days. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do with 80 days? That's when I start losing it a little. But then I just sort of refocus back down to, okay, today, going to have my coffee, going to sail the boat, going to read the books. Get a good night's sleep, this, that, and the other thing. That sort of calms me back down. And, yeah, I don't know. It's it's almost like this weird experiment. Because it is. It's The thing that, that surprises me the most is how different 
it feels than the first adventure. I mean, the first one, I was out there for 271 days. But it was this, uh, you know, never-ending, like, goal. I knew what I was doing. I was going all the way around the world. There were all sorts of different aspects to it. This... This is sort of trade wind sailing, light wind doldrums, little bit of danger coming up with the, you know, hurricanes. But pretty much once I do my turn and burn and head back up, I'm going to be in the northeast trades and then cruise past the Caribbean and then up to the east coast and then that's it. There's not a, a huge amount of challenge and fear and changing of the situation you know it's the doldrums is going to be the biggest fluctuation but i mean after going through the azores high oh man i feel like that was bigger and worse than doldrums were so i don't know just trying to keep that mental state going it's still the hardest part is you wake up you realize where you are and what you're doing but I don't know. I, you know, I try to think back to those things that, you know, helped me through. And it was, it was short-sighted, you know, not letting your mind wander, trying to take in each and every beautiful thing that you can. Enjoy the little things. And realize that, you know, with this time, I can actually be productive. Because that's, that's one of the things that I... I uh, find myself sort of falling into every once in a while is uh, I don't want to do anything. I'm just going to sit here, stare at the wall, think and worry. Yeah. No, that's, that's one of the worst things because, you know, you're not productive. You're not anything. I mean, it, there's not a whole lot that I can be productive with on this boat. But even just doing these little podcasts, these little 20-minuteers, you know, I keep this up every few days, by the time I get back, maybe I'll have enough to do 25 one-hour shows or something like that. I don't know. <sighs> but it's one of those things where after I do this, and then after I write in the journal, or do the logbook, or I use the sextant, or I try and clean, any of that stuff, those little tasks, you know, they, they definitely help keep the brain going and just keep the morale up you know it's that sitting around doing absolutely nothing you know that's that's the worst that's where you start to fall into that sort of depression and and that's the biggest obstacle that i'm fighting you know i i i'm pretty confident that i will not go crazy out here but every once in a while i start to think oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh (laughs) so i don't know is what it is, but today is beautiful. The winds should be dropping off little by little as we approach the Cape Verdes. Hopefully, sight those tomorrow night, if not by then, the next morning. And um, yeah, that's that's basically just about it. That's that's it in a nutshell. So I'm gonna enjoy the rest of the day. Get back into my book. Quite a thriller, I must say. And uh, hopefully get a nice little napper in. I'd like to stay up a little later tonight to watch uh, Orion come up over the horizon. The moon's coming out again. It's already a little bigger than a crescent. And looking forward to having that guide me through the night. So things are definitely looking up. And 
when I do look at the chart of the Atlantic Ocean, it's pretty cool. I, I've definitely made some tracks. I, th I think I've probably already sailed for between four and 5,000 miles or something like that. So pretty, pretty good haul. It's nice to move, even though I know I'm just going to get to a certain point and turn around and come back. <laughs> but whatever. It is what it is. All right, everybody. Sail safe. Well, I, I would definitely say that uh, this is where it's it's sort of the beginning of the big change in, in mind state and um, sort of how my mental... Uh, outlook on things sort of changes uh, a bit you know i'm i'm coming to a point where the wind is winding back down and it's going to get pretty bad and you know i i think one of the things that i'm battling with a lot out there at this point was the lack of or the feeling that i had was being so unproductive um you know sort of being stuck out there and only doing this smaller trip, this non-grandiose sort of trip that, you know, won't, won't uh, in my mind, be sort of recognized as anything very cool, you know, compared to my first trip and, and to my pl original plan. But that, that lack of productivity, I know in my life is always, whenever I get like that, I always sort of sink down into a depression where I just feel worthless. And so... That's one of the things that I'm starting to sort of battle with. And luckily, you know, I have enough experience dealing with that from some of my other sales that, you know, I, I had some tactics to be able to deal with that. And, you know, two of the main ones, the first is is really just keeping focus on the day instead of looking really, really far into the future. You know, just stay with the day. Don't you find your mind wandering off into the distance and it does. Anything can become overwhelming, uh, especially, you know, staring down another 60 days at sea by yourself. So keep looking just at the day. And the other thing was to make sure that, you know, you have a little list of things that you can do to be productive. And, and for me at that time on the boat, it's little boat projects, it's writing in the journal, it's all the navigation and really doing the podcast that, that helped a lot because anytime I did it, I felt like, okay, I produced something at least that when I get back to shore, I'll be able to sort of share with people. So that's where I was there. Uh, tune in next time and we continue the battle and get closer to uh, the Cape Verdes and sort of the danger zone. And again, remember, if you're looking for some an interesting read uh, going around the world, Sailing into Oblivion is available on Amazon.com. All right, everybody. Take care. Thanks.